how are you today? Yeah, I'm fine. Cool. Awesome. Alright, so actually a few few days back, we did a live IG session on what employers are looking for in our fresh grads. And yes. Yeah, so we have a few questions that, we streamlined a few questions that people have been asking. And we just mm. like to have more clarification and just go more in-depth towards those kind of things. Okay. Alright, cool. Yeah, it was a good session. It's it was a really good session, a lot of interactivity. So, you know, I really thank everyone for attending that. It's a, it's a really good session. A lot of people get to ask their questions um, and fill in the blanks of things that we probably don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so the first question that came up during that, that thing mm. is, when you apply for startups, uh, difference between applying for startups and big corporations, mm. what, what should we expect for when we uh, apply for different like startups and big corporations? Alright, so that's a really good question because uh, end of the day, whether you're starting with a big corporation or with a startup, uh, it really doesn't matter because it's really what you feel passionate about. Where do you find uh, you want to start your career? And also, where do you think that you will love to start more? So I've had friends who started with big corporations and they are now with startups and vice versa. So uh, to me, the advice is there's no wrong or right answer. It's more on what would they be offering you and what do you think that you can offer to those companies that you would like to start your career with. Alright. Like, but they, they say there's a difference between a startup culture and uh, this big company, when, especially when they're hiring. There's, mm -hmm. like, there's this con uh, misconception, I don't know why it's a misconception, but when you go for a startup mm. company, you tend to do everything. Mm. And when you go for big companies, usually you get more specified job, you don't learn something so broad, you don't learn many aspects, but more of you stick to the mm. job that you're supposed to do. Is that really okay. the case? Mm. Okay, there is a difference because even uh, within big organizations and big corporations, depending on the industry, uh, they tend to look at things very differently. So if you are applying or if you are seeking a job in you know somewhere more structured like in the finance uh, organizations or uh, in uh, legal etc of course you know uh, there is uh, different competencies that you need to achieve before you reach to the next level uh, so there's more governance in those type of organizations however a lot of big corporations are also uh, more intrapreneurial meaning that within the organization there is a startup like culture as well uh, it you know they drive values like passion empowerment uh, accountability and you know self-drivenness so that you can uh, decide and uh, you know decide the scope and the boundaries that you work with uh, of course, you know, the typical startup is where you would probably be exposed to end-to-end -to -end, uh, sort of processes and uh, work scope. Uh, but of course, you know, within the startup as well, you will have the owner of the startup or the entrepreneur themselves, uh, you know, having his own governance, his or her own governance in certain critical processes like decision-making, etc. Hence, uh, having said that, right, there are also startups whereby 
the owners and the uh, founders themselves are very liberal and uh, provide a lot of space for empowerment across different levels of employees. And so, you know, I would really advise if you are seeking for different sort of companies to really understand how they work internally, what is their culture like, you know, how are decisions made, how are projects uh, given out. So these are the questions you can ask uh, potential uh, employers or potential places or organizations that you want to work with. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's down to what you want to learn uh, and like yeah. which, which aspect you look to get into when you start off uh, your first job, right? Correct, correct. Because a lot of time, uh, a lot of times job seekers, especially uh, when you are younger, when uh, at the end of the interview, normally the employers will say, do you have uh, any questions? Or the hiring manager will ask, you know, do you have any uh, questions for us before you leave? Many uh, interviewees will say, oh, no questions. I'm okay. I'm fine. But this is a great opportunity and often missed opportunity yeah, that interviewees yeah. should ask, you know. They should ask about the culture, they should ask about decision-making processes, they should ask about, uh, you know, their own uh, boundaries or their own work scope that uh, they will be, uh, uh, you know, allocated for or they will be appointed for. Alright, yeah, yeah. So, another thing is, um, we touched on is how, because... Uh, to get into this interview sometimes you have to know the right people and you need to mm. know what the company is looking for um, mm. in, in their the new hiree so is networking really that important when you're trying to get a new job uh, yes and no okay <laughs> because <laughs> there's no hard and fast rule there uh, but now in these days and age where LinkedIn is so accessible everyone has a LinkedIn profile uh, everyone has some form of network groups you know whether it's on Facebook uh, close groups on Facebook or Instagram and you know other social media portals right and platforms so companies are there individuals are there and it's easy for job seekers and easy for uh, people who are interested in a certain organization to reach out to different individuals to understand uh, the organization as well as the individual a little bit more uh, and don't forget it works both ways right yeah, yeah. so while the interviewee or the job seeker is also looking for information about the organization and the hiring manager or the future boss they are also looking uh, the other way with the interviewee all right that that day during your workshop you actually mentioned that um, you can actually hit up these people on linkedin to just mm. ask are your company hiring? Uh, what what sort of position you're trying to fill and uh, what mm. are you looking for in, let's say, any areas that you want to hire and mm. you can offer your services? Is that one way we can really, really approach it? Yeah, definitely because, you know, uh, sometimes some organizations may not have uh, open interviews for every position, right? Uh, and sometimes uh, you may miss it, you know, uh, due to timing or you don't know what's out there. So, so if you do have a certain uh, vision of what your career would look like, which organizations you want to work for, uh, what sort of job would you like, do some research first, right? Uh, mm -hmm. of the different uh, aspects of it, the different um, uh, availability and go out there and just uh, get in touch with them and say, hey, 
I'm, uh, you know, particularly passionate about this project that I saw on uh, LinkedIn that you posted on. Uh, how can I contribute? I did so and so with the past project, and I believe that even if you don't have a permanent position, I would love to intern for you for two or three months for the project. So, uh, in this day and age, uh, it is coming to a blended sort of workforce economy. So it's no longer just uh, employer and employee kind of uh, relationship in the job market these days. So there's a lot of um, you know blended workforce that's going to happen in the future. Hence, you know, uh, I don't see why not people approach companies for for uh, work. All right, all right. So moving on to the next uh, question that we had that day, because uh, mm. since we talk about LinkedIn, so how mm. important is social media? Like your other platforms other than LinkedIn, like we all use a lot of <laughs> Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. So how important are the other social medias to? Uh, these employers really, really go on <laughs> because okay. we have a lot of stuff that probably wouldn't want employers to see uh, on those social media. So, mm. what were your thoughts on it? Well, uh, to me, my first philosophy is never post something that you wouldn't want your mother to see <laughs> <laughs> on social media, right? Because uh, all right, all right. at the end of the day, it's, it's there forever. You never know when it will come back out, right? Even if um, it's private? Even if it's private, because you know, uh, the six degrees of separation is now probably three degrees of separation. So someone will know somebody and somehow somewhere. And uh, with the amount of uh, digital safety and security these days, of course, you know, it is there. Uh, but you know, we've seen one too many movies to know how it can <laughs> leak out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, of course, employers are norm will normally check out your LinkedIn yeah, if they, are, they do have that sort of policy to look at uh, their future uh, employees. Uh, okay. However, there are many, of course, though not uh, done deliberately, they would actually just try to check you out on your other social media platforms, right? It's like uh, a casual getting to know. Yeah, just getting to know because, you know, uh, the world is so complex nowadays. Uh, you never know when, uh, what would be uh, different and future employees, different philosophies and uh, yeah. different sort of um, agendas, you know. So uh, the most importantly, of course, you know, employee, the intent of employers looking out for this kind of uh, connections is to see one culture fit. Uh, secondly, is probably even business acumen to see whether uh, this future employee would be a future talent and how to grow these talents, you know. And, right. uh, and lastly, of course, is authenticity because uh, everything you can put down beautifully on paper, but in real life, are you really like that? So real life happens, you know, on the so-called social media that you're out there, <laughs> the so-called real yeah. life, right? So that's how it can work both ways. Uh, yeah, so while uh, employees have uh, company review platforms, right, like Glassdoor, etc., uh, mm -hmm. they, they, you know, employers look out on the other aspects this way. Okay. Mm. Because that, that day you were talking about, uh, because we always have, we have an online persona. Um, mm. That day we were doing a workshop, we talked about having a, what you call it, a resume persona. Mm. 
So another thing is, okay, one is social media. So we talk about uh, your social media persona. Now for your resume persona, uh, you, okay, that day we had this question. Should we do mm. simple, complicated resumes oh, or okay. design-based resumes? Because, you know, Canva has a lot of templates uh, yeah. on how you do resumes. And what mm. you hear outside, some of them say, do it simple. Then some of them say, you have to put a lot of things into it. Mm. So what works for what and how, how do you know which should you use to, when you go to your job interview? Yeah. All right. So my first advice is tailor-made your resume. Whether it's simple or whether it's complicated, it depends on the job and the employer that you're looking for, uh, that you're applying to, right? So if you're right. applying to a big fashion house, uh, you know, very creative sort of agency, then it should reflect that sort of persona on your resume. But if you're applying to a more serious, you know, uh, more, uh, you know, conventional kind of companies, then you would want to structure your resume a bit differently. Uh, end of the day, the content of the resume is also important, right? So as I shared, right, there is only uh, six seconds for uh, employers to look at your resume. So first impressions do count. And right. te technically, they only go through one third of your resume. So your first one third of your resume, that's where it matters most. Hence, you know, don't try to do one resume to fit 20,000 employers, but, you know, look at it by industry and look at it by which jobs, job and job scopes and also organizations that you're looking for. Uh, so, for instance, if you're applying for a finance position in a creative agency, you got to find a bit of a balance between the creative part and the structured part. Okay. Okay, so... Um Actually, that day we also touched on, uh, we touched on mass application also because you said mm. uh, curate your <laughs> resumes. And actually a few podcasts back, we also talked about another, uh, with another of our friends. Mm. Uh, he, he's just a fresh graduate on mass applications. Yeah. So why do you think such things exist when we are supposed to create like uh, curated resumes for <laughs> uh, when we go to the workforce or job applications? I guess uh, mass resumes is just to put yourself out there to say that, you know, you are hunting for a job. But mm -hmm. you're going to stretch yourself really thin, right? So what if you get 10 job, mediocre job offers? And how do you differentiate between the 10, right? Versus you do, putting in your effort, tailoring your effort to uh, five of your dream jobs and really going for <coughs> it, right? So then from there, you can probably, uh, you know, tailor it, put in the effort, really go in deep into what you're trying to showcase to your future employer, rather than skimming the surface and not really getting anyone to bite. So you get to show more heart into your resume. Yeah. Because All right. It's, it's like your Instagram profile. Yeah, yeah. You, you cannot simply you just... For? Yeah. Yeah, what do you look for? You look for something unique. You look for, uh, similarly, yeah, you look for something that catches your eye. So, you know, when right. employers go through mass, uh, you know, they go to job fairs, you know, they receive hundreds of applications. How do you even differentiate them? And uh, nowadays, it, it gets even more technical because a lot of organizations have AI systems to look through uh, resumes, right, to search for keywords, etc. So 
it's a bit like playing with the SEO, you know, as well on Google and all that. You also need to understand keywords within your resume that AI will pick up. You want to stand out there, right? Mm. You want to be right, picked okay. up. Yeah, not even stand yeah. out. Yeah, you, you just want to be selected. Mm. Uh, actually, you spoke about AI. Um, so with AI, how do they differentiate, let's say, your curated resumes that's different from the others? How, how do you... How do they know which is something that's like different? Okay, so uh, if you it, it's true keywords, right? So uh, right. the 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 different uh, organizations, you know, depending on the software that they they are looking at. Uh, one very simple example is if you go on LinkedIn, you search hashtags. So if you search hashtags, um, you know, human oh, okay. resources, then what comes up? So if those words are not in your resume, then you don't come up. Right and uh, which parts of your resume is, is it in? Is it in the first few descriptions? You know, it's exactly like a social media platform. Okay, mm. got it. All right. Uh, one more thing, actually. Um, a lot of people have this. Even I have this confusion. Mm. You always people tend to use interchangeably CV and resume. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I think there's a difference, right? There, CV and resume is not the same thing. Can you like shed some light on that? Okay, this is like an old technical <laughs> differentiation. Even I use it interchangeably now. A resume okay. is basically your your one pager snapshot of your career or whatever you're trying to sell, right? And your CV okay. is actually your portfolio. So uh, you know the different jobs that you've done. So if you've been in a project, uh, as in a project, if you you were a project manager, you will have some photos of how the project is. You know, uh, if you're an artist or a designer, you will have some uh, design work inside some of the curated work that you've done before. So uh, a CV it will just dictate uh, a resume will just dictate you know the the hard points that you've done before. So basically, CV is a more detailed mm. resume if you put it in that sense. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> because every time we're having this uh, talk, so CV and resume, it seems like the same thing, yet actually it's different what people want. Yes, correct. From it. When, when they say resume and when they say CV, mm. they actually want different things. Yep, yeah. But hey, you know what? Yeah. Uh, us. If you're not sure what they want, right? Is it a one-pager? Is it a two-pager? Because uh, different companies will also look for different things. So sometimes, uh, right. because in my past when I was uh, doing recruitment, uh, it really depends on the role. So if I'm looking for a finance person, I would just ask for a resume, you know, brief. I want to know what are the achievements, you know, the details there. But if I'm looking for a graphic designer or I'm looking for a trainer, then I will ask for the for a CV and uh, even for a portfolio and say, hey, you know what, show me some of the programs that you've done before or if you have a video of yourself. So uh, that was me uh, as an employer asking. But if you are not sure as a job seeker, you should ask. Alright. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think a lot of people, especially like us, we are scared to ask because we feel like people will think that we didn't do our preparation and hmm. they will like look down on us but you should ask to actually know what you need to put out there and what they're looking for right yes correct hang on eh? hang on eh? yeah, yeah, sure. please don't make noise no need to do something yeah the, do the dice the dice is or is it can you go up no need no need 
Okay, my technical guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, it's alright. Working from home, right? <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, 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 so your question again, yeah? Uh, no, I was saying employers will actually appreciate that you come up and ask instead of just blindly assuming that uh, what they want is what you're going to give. Yeah, correct. Uh, I think uh, the more you ask questions, gives you an opportunity to interact with the uh, future employer. So once you start interacting, you sort of like build a little relationship even before the interview. Uh, mm-hmm. Hence, you know, uh, the employer or whoever's hiring you uh, or the interviewing manager, will, the interviewer will know or will sort of like, you know, have a bit of inclination towards you as well. Will understand you a little bit better comparatively to uh, you being represented just on a printed paper. Alright, alright. Alright, so uh, before, that's the, all the questions we had <laughs> from the mm. last session. Okay, cool. So actually, yeah, uh, before we end this, is there any advice, like really big advice that you can give to help us um, facilitate like a, a smoother process into getting our jobs that we want or just applying for jobs in general? Okay, I think one is uh, being prepared, right? Whether it's uh, doing your CV, whether it's understanding yourself, uh, whether it's going for interview or even getting dressed for the interview, uh, preparedness do does take some time. So do invest some time to prepare uh, for the entire process, right? If you are not sure, research, talk to people, and you know, uh, there's tons of resources online to help you in your preparation stage. Uh, secondly is of course you know uh, asking questions and trying to build and bridge that gap with your future employer once you sort of like targeted who you want to go for uh, you know use the social media use uh, you know whatever platforms you have use whatever opportunities you have to create that distinction for instance uh, even if the uh, interviewer called you for a uh, uh, slot of interview time right ask you know what it, uh, right. ask questions so it's sort of like prolongs and gives you more time in building that relationship and i guess my third and fa- third advice is be yourself right authenticity being authentic right. to yourself uh, will really come out and come through in the interview hence you know what you say that you do on paper will it really reflect you in person so I've, I've seen so many cases where they look really great on paper, but in real life, uh, they, you know, it could be a contradiction. <laughs> it's completely different. Yeah. Or vice versa, you know, like we see a, we uh, see a resume that is like, uh, oh, you know, we're not sure, but because when we call mm-hmm. the person and then uh, we took the initiative uh, or I took the initiative to call the person, then you have a bit of a sixth sense that's something deeper about this person. And true enough, you know, it appeared when during the interview, it was uh, really a good uh, experience. But the person did not manage to put that authenticity into paper. So uh, both oh, okay. sides need to synchronize, yeah, whether it's on paper and yourself. Alright, alright. Actually, there's one, there's one thing I missed out, actually. Yeah. Um, because of this pandemic, the, the COVID-19, mm. is there any big changes in employability and like what what employers are looking would it change drastically okay 
So like is there gonna be any change in the industry? Okay. Uh, in a sense. Yes and no, right? Because now the only thing certain is uncertainty. And uh, employers are still uh, looking figuring out looking for that balance <laughs> between the employees right, that they okay. have and what would the future job seekers look like, what would future jobs be. But uh, definitely, you know, there will be this these two uh, uh, different paradigms that exist at both ends of the spectrum. Uh, right. And uh, technically, how they are preparing for it now, it's a step-by-step -step process, meaning that more and more uh, online interviews or more and more online CVs or online resumes will start coming up. Uh, more and more probably even uh, assessment tools will be done online to gauge the future of uh, uh, potential employees. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, you will also have uh, probably uh, employers that are looking to uh, shift certain workforce uh, into the gig economy kind of workforce, right? So that, uh, and that in turn will change the employee or the gigas, the gigas, uh, you know, um, employability. So no longer okay. you will get cheap freelancing jobs, but you will get uh, freelancing at a professional level. So that would change, you know. So, yeah. mm. all right. Um, I guess that's all. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Um, can you go take care of your kids now, right? <laughs> okay. Sorry for the the video bombing. It's not even photo bomb now. <laughs> it's, okay. it's video bombing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all right. I mean. They got to go somewhere. <laughs> I know, I know. So that that is also something that uh, employers will also need to deal with, right? Uh, how uh, employing employees or even working with uh, employees with families uh, on their end. So uh, the yeah. the lines between work and life is getting even uh, more blurry, and you know it's it's a matter of how all these things come together in the future. That will be interesting to right. see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can look into that sometime <laughs> after this. See how it moves. Yeah, right. thanks for having me. I mean, it's uh, yeah, no problem. Thank you really for fun to be on have, this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good for us to like just know what is out there because we are so confused, uh, especially for us at this time. We're trying everything. So, yeah. Uh, have a great day and I'll see you okay. soon. Okay, take care. Yeah. Bye.